Hi, welcome back to Cycling Talk podcast with me, Georgia Mahoney. Today, I'm joined by Olympic track rider, Emily Kay. It was great to hear Emily's story and hear about her time racing for GB and now racing for Ireland. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you'd subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. And don't forget to leave a review to let me know what you thought of it. If you're on social media, I am too. Make sure to give me a follow. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and the GCN app. A massive thank you to everyone who supports and listens to my podcast. That's Alpina Sports, Form Bikes, More Large, Big Bubble Hats, Velo Skin and Lake Cycling. I really hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Thank you for joining me today, Emily. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have a chat. What's your first memory of being on a bike? Um, I think my first memory of being on a bike is um, I started rate well riding properly at, at five, and um, I lived in the northeast in in Middlesbrough. Um, and my dad took me to a series, and he said I was on the start line on my mountain bike, and he said it was on like a motor race circuit, and he said put your head down and go and, and I took it quite lit- literally and I put my head down and and instead of following the circuit round I rode straight into a wall of tyres and, and <laughs> went over the handlebar so yeah I uh, literally put my head down and went and that was the end of my first race quite quick so I think that was probably my first first ever memory on a bike at five but somehow I got back on and carried on so <laughs> What's the first bike you remember being really excited about? Um, yeah, so when I started riding, I was I was five, and it, it was um, which was two thousand. Um, back then, there wasn't really like a market for for small race bikes. You know, there wasn't I guess really many many kids into cycling in the racing kind of sense. Um, so where I lived, there was a guy called Paul Donahue who who made frames. Um, and my dad got me a, a racing bike uh, custom made for me and it was yeah. it was light pink faded into white back into light pink and and that was my first proper I guess race bike and it was it had my name on it and it was custom made for me so yeah that was probably the first bike I really was excited to get. Really cool. <laughs> Where did you grow up and were there many people in your local area that did cycling? Um, so when I first started cycling, like I said, I lived in I lived in the northeast, um, and I joined a club called Cleveland Wheelers. Um, and yeah, there was actually quite a lot of people there. I, it was the same club that um, Charlie and Harry Tamfield raced at, and yeah, um, there was an outdoor track there. And yeah, I guess in like people, my friends outside of that club, there wasn't. I didn't know anyone that cycled really, but yeah, being part of that club, there was there was quite a few kids my age who who I raced against and got to train with. So. Did you do any other sports when you were growing up other than cycling? I mean, I would say that cycling was probably my main. You know, I I did it from the age of five, and I kind of that was the sport that I wanted to do professionally and I wanted to take part in. But yeah, I think I I really loved. Sport. so I paid for a football team and I ran cross country and uh, I ran like 800 meters on on the track and stuff so with like school and that and um, so yeah I did other sports you know played netball hockey all that kind of but I guess yeah I always knew that cycling was the one that I wanted to carry on with. When did you progress onto racing nationally? Um, really early actually I think I started I mean I started at five and I pretty much, I guess, from the age of six or seven, raced nationally. I actually did, I did the Assen Youth Tour at seven. Um, and it was oh. quite funny, I was looking at the results the other day, um, and uh, Fabio Jakobsen was in my race. Wow. And I actually, actually beat him. Because <laughs> the girls raced with, I think the girls raced with the boys younger, like a year younger than them. Um so yeah, I guess I was, I was racing internationally at like seven or eight, really. You know, I, was, I kind of yeah, I think I you know I raced like under under eight national circuit race series under ten. So pretty soon, really, I kind of yeah raced outside my club. Wow! At that time, how much riding were you doing? Was it like training or just sort of casual occasional riding? Um, 
yeah I guess I wouldn't maybe call it I get at that age maybe I wouldn't call it training um but I was on my bike a lot um you know I'd go down I'd go down to the local club I'd go out mountain biking with my dad I'd do cross I do you know circuit race so I do you know like um roller racing so yeah I guess I wasn't I don't wouldn't say I was training but I was I was on my bike I think majority of the time really when did you first become part of the British cycling program um I remember at the age of so 12 when I was when I started with BC um it was quite separate there was like a, a sprint squad and an endurance squad and um, at 12 I got invited on my first um sprint squad camp um and I did a camp then and that's I remember I think Laura Kenny was a sprinter at the time and and she was there and then I joined the talent team I think at the age of 13 I think I was 13 or 14 I was I was a year younger than you were meant to but they, they put me on early so yeah I think it was 13 or 14 that I joined the talent team and was a, a properly part of the BC program for the first time. In 2012, you won four medals at uh, different track national champs, two in the junior champs and two in the women's. Can you tell me about some of your races and results as a junior? Yeah, I think um, as a junior, I think I won. I remember that year I went to yeah, senior nationals and I think I won team pursuit that year. Um, and I think national scratch race champion on the track so yeah I just I kind of at that point I'd kind of realized that I really enjoyed track racing and I got to go to some international track races so track nationals is obviously also like a really a really big goal so later in the year at the junior track world champs you came away with a rainbow jersey in the team seat and a bronze medal in the omnium how was this experience and what did it mean to you to get these sort of results? Yeah, I think that was, it's probably one of the biggest, I guess, moments in my cycling career, I think. I think we hadn't really, at that time it was in, in junior track goals, it kind of felt like um, Australia always seemed to win. They were kind of always, especially the women's, always team pursuit world champions. And I, I don't think we were really thinking that we could be world champions. We just wanted to go there and, and do a good ride. And obviously it was in Glasgow and it was in front of a home crowd and, and then yeah, I remember just winning that, winning that gold medal, and it just yeah, it felt incredible. You know, the, the crowd were, was insane, and I think when you've kind of done it for so long, and actually pulling on a rainbow jersey when you've kind of dreamt of of, of having that moment was was huge, and yeah, it's, it's a really special moment that I'll probably cherish forever. And and then yeah, I I love racing Omnium, I like I love racing bunch racing, so to then get to to race the Omnium, which I really wanted to race, and then to medal in that as well was really special, special moment. And I yeah, I look back on it quite fondly. The following year, you moved up to under twenty three. In May, you were part of the GB team that took part in the women's tour. How did it feel to race this big event on the road? Yeah, huge. I think. I think it was the first it was the first women's tour so I think to be part of the first women's tour in the UK and kind of feel like part of that big step for women's cycling in the UK was like was obviously huge you know I when I started cycling that there wasn't you know that there wasn't that for women and if you wanted a, a female role model you know there was at the time you know there was only really I remember of Nicole Cook and you know the rest were in you know, all the races that she did was abroad really um and then to to be part of for people to be able to be out on the streets and watch a women's a women's tour I thought was huge so yeah to be a part of it was was amazing and to be part you know to ride for GB and and be part of that as well and it was a really tough kind of few days of racing and I think I crashed and got quite bad quite a bad concussion but yeah to, to be a part of it was was incredible in July you raced the under 23 uh, track European champs how did you deal with the uh, jump to under 23 level after junior yeah I think I mean I think the jump to under 23s was quite difficult um 
you go from being at school and and doing your training around school and then I went full time and it was all training and moved away from home um I ended up getting glandular fever and then having quite a difficult winter um finding the jump quite difficult I think but yeah when we went to that Europeans I guess it yeah it all came together and yeah we won we won the European title there which again was was my first European title so yeah it was I think a difficult transition but you know I took my time and and kind of got there eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Your year ended with the London World Cup and then in January you went out to Cali for the next World Cup round. What was the World Cup atmosphere like at a young age? Do you think it sort of felt different when you were much younger? Yeah, I think you know when you when you're young and it's all quite new, it yeah you know, it can be quite overwhelming. Um, you know, it's, it's it's huge crowds. You know, it's on TV. Um, in Colombia, like the the crowd there is insane. They love sport there, and it's really loud, and everyone's you know um, cheering and everything. So. Yeah, I think it, it can be quite a lot. You can feel the pressure, but it's also an amazing experience, you know, to, to be racing with crowds like that is, is is pretty cool. But yeah, I think the first one was a bit like, you know, it was a bit daunting and to kind of have a crowd like that. But um, yeah, I think it it, it it it's good and it, it makes you, it's enjoyable and, it, you know, it makes you race harder because, you know, you want to do well and you raced a lot of the Revolution series in the early months of the year and you even got some wins in. Can you tell me about this series? Yeah, I think I think the Revolution for me was always is always quite a special race. I remember growing up and during the winter, um, my dad taking me to watch them when I was kind of young and I remember always feeling really upset because obviously it was the winter and I wasn't racing as much being quite young and I remember always being really upset because like I just I just wanted to race and I wanted to be there and and I wanted to do that so um yeah so then to get to race them and I think they're just a really exciting races you know and they added stuff like the longest lap which I think that season I won in Glasgow and and you know they had quite they had big riders you know and I think I remember Mariana Voss racing one year and is it it was Lizzie Armstead at that time and and Laura Kenny and, and all those people and it was like you know I was, I was quite young and I was getting to race against these women who were at the top of the sport so yeah I, I loved racing them I thought they were really fun and exciting there was different there was like this you know standard scratch points and then they had different races in there as well so yeah I really you know I really enjoyed them and there was a few across the winter that so you got to kind of you got to race through the winter and yeah, I really enjoyed them. In July at the Under-23 European Track Champs, you came away with top 10s in both of the events that you did. At the time, did you have a favourite event and has that changed to now? Uh, no, I, I think I think back then it was Omnium. Um, yeah, and I think it, yeah, it's, it's, it's still Omnium. Yeah, I love bunch racing. I, I love, I love the you know the technical as the technical and tactical aspect of it, and I love, I just love racing and and being with people. And I, I think I'm best when I'm I'm racing in a bunch. And yeah, that's yeah, that's always been it's always been my favorite. And yeah, I think it always will really. Do you enjoy a bit of road racing because of that bunch racing? Yeah, I think I think um, I think physically, I'm obviously I'm more suited to track racing so I think I enjoy that more because I'm probably better at it but um yeah I think when I mean throughout my career I've had times where I've raced a lot on the road and and times when I've not raced them and I think yeah when when I'm when I'm in the races and I'm racing road I do really enjoy I enjoy being in a bunch but yeah I probably prefer that track's a bit shorter and there's no hills so Towards the end of the year, you did more of the Revolution series. And at the London round in November, you won every single event that you did. That must have been really cool for you. Yeah, I remember it. I remember it quite well. I I don't think I'd had too many good races before then. And then I was I was going quite well. My training had gone quite well. And, and I remember going there and all the I was at the academy at the time, and all the girls were there, and yeah, I somehow won every race, and and I think when you, 
I just felt like I was going really well and just everything worked out for me and yeah I won won everything and it yeah it was it was a good night I really enjoyed it. In 2016 you did a lot more racing on the road in the summer can you tell me a bit about this? Yeah I was I think that was the year that um, I joined Team Breeze and I got to at the start of the year I got to do a lot of um, the classics I did Het Newsblad and then and then later on the year I did the tour series kind of all the rounds and then a lot of um of the national series racing but yeah that was really enjoyable time I think I was with a really good group of girls on that team and and we raced really well together and and you know got some really good results just from working together as a team and yeah I really enjoyed that summer I think it was it's just nice when you kind of yeah I was with all my mates and we were you know going around racing together so yeah it was really enjoyable. When it got to the under 23 European track champs you won your first ever European champs jersey talk me through the race. Yeah um, I was team pursuit Um, it was in Italy Montecchiari Italy Um, and I think we were we were up against Italy Italy in the final um and like the Italians are always a really a really strong team but no the race went really well we kind of executed a perfect ride and, and ended up winning the European champs jersey and yeah as I said it was it was my first European champion jersey so yeah to pull on to pull on that jersey you know again with my friends we were all raced together in team breeze and then and then went to that it was um yeah really special a few days later, you ended your Omnium with a bronze medal. You must have been really happy with that European chance. Yeah, definitely. I think, again, like getting the opportunity to race Omnium, which was, you know, it's my favourite event to do. That was really good. And then, yeah, I don't think that Omnium went, went as well as I'd have hoped. But I remember, you know, in the points race, I just, I really fought quite hard to get myself back into a medal position. So, yeah, I was, you know, happy to walk away with, with bronze and, yeah, it was a tough race with like a lot of tough competitors. I think um, I think that was the year uh, Lotta Kopecky won. She won gold that year, so that was yeah a really a really solid field. So yeah, I was happy to walk away with bronze. Later that year, you did your first elite European champs and came away with a silver and a bronze medal. How was it to come away with two medals from your first elite Euros? Yeah, I think it was it was really really cool. I think um. When we went there, it was obviously up back at the Olympics. So we were quite a, a young squad that rode TP there. And I think Katie and Katie Archibald and, and uh, El Barker went to do some other bunch races, but we were quite a young squad. So I think to you know, to go to your first Europeans and, and to get a medal in the TP was obviously, you know, really good. And we were really pleased with that. And then that was the Europeans. That was the first ever women's Madison Um and I raced it with Emily Nelson and yeah, we got silver in, in that. So yeah, it was cool to be part of the, I think, you know, I'd always watch the men ride in Madison and I think all the women had always wished that we'd got the opportunity to race it. So to finally get that opportunity and then to get to race the first one was really cool. Yeah. Do you think that it was another big step up to the uh, elite racing at Euros or do you think quite a lot of them you'd already race against before in under 23 yeah I definitely think I think if you make the jump up um you know thankfully we made the jump up just post Olympics Mm -hmm. so at that time you know a lot of people had kind of taken a break so I think that kind of made the transition a bit easier because you know maybe the fields weren't as strong but yeah I think I think racing stuff like revolutions and and stuff like that kind of yeah it gives gives you exposure to racing with these athletes these other riders and then kind of yeah makes that jump a bit a bit less daunting and um, a bit easier yeah the following month it was a world cup in glasgow and you got your first world cup win in the team pursuit how did the team and you feel to win this yeah i think again that was just probably another moment in my career that i think i'll probably you know, never forget really. I think, it, yeah, again, it was a home championships. It was in Glasgow, and and yeah, to 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 win a TP um, at a World Cup, our first gold medal at a World Cup, but then to do that in in a home track in front of a home crowd, 
um, yeah, it was just incredible. I just remember, you know, the, the roar from people every time we went down a straight. It was just, yeah, it was just huge. And yeah, I think that it's really special, especially you know, to get to win our first gold in front of a home crowd was something quite amazing. And then you got your first individual World Cup win a few days later with the Omnium. Can you tell me about this? Yeah, I think, again, um, I think this, again, this was, so this is when the Omnium format changed and it became for bunch races instead of having IP 500 in the flying lap. So it was quite new. And um, again, like, I don't think I really expected to win. I just kind of went in there to race and to see what happened and, and, yeah somehow I ended up winning it but I remember um I I would kind of lead I think you know I did quite well in scratch I did well in the tempo and I, I in the points race I was leading I was doing quite well and then um on the last I met I missed the last sprint up and it it was the first points race where you got double points on the line and um again Lotta Kopecky I think wasn't that far off me and, and she scored in the last sprint and if she'd have won, she'd have beaten me by a point or something. And I remember watching and, and seeing her go over the line. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, I've lost, I've lost it on the last sprint. This, you know, I was about to win this Omnium and I've lost it. And I remember putting my head in my hands and then all of a sudden I just heard this roar from the crowd. And then I turned around and looked at the scoreboard and I think she'd, she got picked on the line and she'd only come like third. So, so I won by like a point and, yeah, it was just like, oh my god, I can't believe I've actually, I've actually won a World Cup Omnium. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I nearly mucked it up, but um, yeah, again, to win that Omnium in front of a home crowd was just insane. The following week in Appledore, at the last World Cup of the year, you took a silver medal in the Omnium. You must have been pleased with your year that year. Yeah, definitely. I think. Again, like I got, to, I got to race into the Omnium, and um, yeah, I remember um, Kirsten Vild raced that one, and and um, it was a really tough race, and you know stuff like we'd never raced, raced the tempo before, so everyone was kind of working out how to race the tempo. But yeah, I think to get two medals um, in an Omnium back to back like that was yeah, I was really happy, and I think at that point I was leading in Omnium classification for World Cups overall as well so yeah that was pretty cool to kind of you know Omnium being an Olympic event and to be leading the World Cup series was was pretty cool. It sounds like there's been a lot of like progression in changing the track and the road racing like in your under 23 career how did you find being a part of that? Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, it's been through my whole cycling, you know, I started when, when I was five, when, when not many people really rode a bike. And then, you know, as I've gone through my career, you know, women's cycling's got so much bigger and track cycling's got bigger and, and the events have changed and how it's raced and where gears have gone and, and all that. It's all, all changed so much from kind of, from when I started, but um no I think you know I, I think I, I enjoy it I was happy that the Omnium changed and how that race goes now I was happy with that and yeah I think all the changes have been really good and, and cycling's just got bigger and, and women's cycling's just got bigger and it's been I guess really cool to kind of see see those all those changes over the years and and how big cycling's got and how many people watch it and, yeah. and now you know being part of stuff like the Champions League and where they're trying to make track cycling go so yeah I think I you know I really love cycling and I think it's a great sport so to watch the changes and it grows being, being really good. In 2017 at the track European Champs you and the GB squad took a silver medal do you think you and the team worked really well together at the time? Yeah I think um I think that Europeans was in was in Berlin and um yeah I think we did really well I think um I remember I think our first ride didn't go didn't go that well and we kind of didn't qualify the way that we wanted to and so then yeah we you know we sat down and we made some changes and and we worked out what we needed to change and then we got ourselves into the final and yeah we you know tried to have a a good go against Italy but ultimately came out with a a silver but 
Yeah, I think that was at a time where there was kind of like a merge of the girls who had been to Rio and, and kind of had quite a lot of experience and then the girls who had come up from under 23 and were probably a bit more new. So, yeah, it was kind of like the merging of kind of two groups. But, yeah, I think we did, you know, we did really well and we made good changes and we learned a lot. So, yeah, I think everyone was, was quite happy with that one. That year, you also did your first Elite World Championships in the GB jersey in Hong Kong. How did you find this? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing experience, I think, to get to get the call-up for your first and the selection for your first Elite World Championships, you know, is, is really special. And, um, yeah, it was in Hong Kong and we flew out there. And um, I think, yeah, again, it was it was quite a young team. And then we had Katie and Elle off the back of, of the Olympics and, and they wanted to, to race worlds. So, yeah, I think... I think we maybe weren't hundred percent happy with our ride, and, and we would have would have liked more. But um, yeah, I, I rode qualifying, and, and we ended up fifth. And yeah, I guess at your first worlds to come fifth was pretty was a pretty good result, and mm-hmm. you know, so I was quite happy with. But yeah, it, it was just a really cool experience to be to be a part of of the team. And you know, it was a really strong team that went to Hong Kong and, and to get to do my first worlds. The next year you did your first Commonwealth Games in the Gold Coast. How did you find that Commonwealth Games experience? Yeah, it was amazing. I think you don't really realise how, you know, because you're in the cycling world and, and you know, World Championships and World Cups and Europeans, they're all, they're all quite the same. You know, you, you're in a hotel and you know everyone and the track and then, and then you go to a multi-sport event and it's just like, you know completely different there's all these nations and there's all these sports and you're in the dining hall and and you can you know you can just there's just all these athletes and you're like can't believe that you're in the same room with like you know seeing like Usain Bolt and everything it was just you know insane and yeah you know you, you get all the all the kit and I remember we the track was a bit out of the track was in Brisbane just so not not too close to the village so for the track we we stayed in a hotel and you know they decked it all out in team England and team England stuff and then yeah I think you know being part of I think you know it's one of the biggest multi-sport events in the world so to get to be a part of the Commonwealth Games was was really cool and then you know to get to race for England as well um, yeah I really I really enjoyed it it was a, a really a really great event were you pleased to come away with the bronze medal in the scratch? Yeah, definitely. I think um, the scratch was on the last day. So, you know, we'd ridden Team Pursue and I think we came, I think we came fourth or fifth, I can't remember. And then and then I did IP and then points race and you know, the race had gone well, but obviously yeah, to win a medal would be, would be insane. And then, um, yeah, my parents had come out to Australia to watch. So they were in the crowd, and yeah, I just I just remember being in being in the scratch race, and I think with a lap to go, I was just nowhere near the front, and I remember thinking, "Oh, like this is it, I ruined it," you know. And then and then I just remember like it just kind of like opening up, and then I just went through the middle, and then and then just yeah, won won bronze, and yeah, it was just really cool, you know. You have you have the podium outfit, so you go and put that on, and then. The medals, you know, the medals were really special. It was kind of, um, just, you know, had all Aboriginal art on it and and yeah, to get that. And then I think something like Commonwealth Games, you know, everything that comes with it. I remember, you know, like being interviewed by the BBC and being on this this penthouse um, overlooking Surface Paradise. And yeah, I think, you know, it was quite a big moment. I think maybe at the time I didn't realise, but, you know, to win a Commonwealth medal is pretty special and... Yeah, it was a really good race. You went back to the velodrome where you got your first World Cup win in Glasgow for the Euros and came away with a silver in the scratch race. Talk me through the race. Yeah, I think um, the scratch race, you know, just started off quite normal. It was um, just a few attacks and it just kind of rolling around. And then, yeah, I remember with a few laps to go and I remember getting on Kirsten Bill's wheel and, and kind of being there and thinking, oh, it, like, you know, this is good. And then I remember people starting to come over the top and and, the, and the, it just went up and I pushed out and then kind of got out and people around me kind of went a bit backwards. And then I just remember going down the back straight and kind of 
thinking, you know, I can do this and then accelerating round and coming into the home straight and kind of being beside Kirsten, but, um, you know, not, not getting round to getting me winning on the line. And then, yeah, I think I kind of, I was disappointed I didn't make team pursuit that year. And then I got the opportunity to race scratch. And I think, yeah, I was really happy with the race and to win your first individual European medal and again to do it in front of a home crowd in Glasgow and, and to have the crowd behind you. Um, yeah, I think really special. I, I really I really enjoyed that race and I love race and scratch race. So, yeah, it was a really special moment. At the first World Cup of the season in France, you took a silver in the Madison. Who was your Madison partner at the time? Um, yeah, for that race, um, it was me and, and Nia Evans, and yeah, we got silver, but we were we were on the same points as the Danish who won. Um, it came down to the last sprint, and I think yeah, we were on the same points, but because they won the last sprint, they they won overall. But um, yeah, that that was me and Nia that raced that one together. At the Berlin World Cup, you took a win in the team pursuit, um, and you got yourself a PB time. Can you talk me through the race? Yeah, that was um, it was quite a a, a difficult a difficult round because before then in TP at a World Cup, um, it always been qualifying on on one day and then the next day it was the um the first round of the final. So you kind of the most you'd ever do did was two rounds on one day. Um, and at that World Cup, um, it was all three rounds in in one day. Um, so it was kind of you know. Three rounds in one day is, is quite quite a difficult quite a difficult task. You know, morning, afternoon, and evening. Um, and I wrote, I raced all three rounds, and then yeah, we were in with Australia in the final, and I think they were leading until like the last lap, and then Kay Archibald did a huge turn, and, and we ended up winning. Um, but yeah, I think it was it, it was the fastest race that we the team had done outside of the Olympic Games, the fastest time we'd ever done, and and then yeah, a PB for me, so. Yeah, I think that was a pretty, you know, to do all, to do that after already doing two rounds in in the day, and then yeah, to win a World Cup goal and a PB time was yeah, pretty cool. In twenty nineteen, you took a step back from racing. Can you tell me a bit more about why that was? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, my in twenty nineteen, I think no, Jan, I think it was February. Um, my time at Great Britain. Part of the Great Britain cycling team um, ended. Um, yeah, I think that was quite a difficult time for me. Um, I think I'd always, I'd always planned on being a cyclist, of going to the Olympic Games, and that was always my dream. And then, yeah, I can't really plan for anything else in life. I, I left school when I was seventeen and, and didn't finish my A levels, and, and and didn't really have a plan of what what else I'd do. So, yeah. For, but that all's kind of come to an end and then not really have an idea of what else I was going to do was, was quite difficult. Um, and I found it quite a hard time. So yeah, I think at that point, when I first kind of left, I kind of never, never wanted to see a bike again. I didn't want to race again. I didn't want to have anything to do with cycling. And yeah, I think I took a bit of time to kind of, um, yeah, get better and, and, and feel better. And then I decided that, yeah, I, I still wanted to be a cyclist. I wasn't done in the sport, and and I still felt there was there was more that I, that I could do. Really, did you get a lot of support from your family during this time? Yeah, I think yeah, my my family and my friends were were like yeah, my biggest support at that time. You know, it's, it's quite a difficult period. You know, I, I was quite upset. It was I was quite sad, and yeah, my my friends and family were just were just there for me and, and supported me and, and really helped me kind of get through that that period and, and, and realise that, that things were going to be okay and it was all going to work out and and that you know it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the end of the world as such. Um so yeah I think I, I probably wouldn't I wouldn't have got through it if it hadn't been for my, my friends and family at that time. I think even stuff like um my best friend Manon Lloyd who she's a GCM presenter now but I went to stay with her in Wales and we went on a bike ride together and I think you know, being back with my best friend and, and going for a road ride and going to the cafe and, and enjoying cycling again was, yeah, it was a really big part of me getting back on my bike and, and getting back into racing. So, yeah, I wouldn't have got through it without my friends and family. And when you decided to get back into racing, how did you feel when you did your first race in July? Yeah, I think, 
I think, you know, that I took, I think it was three or four months off I had in the end. Um, and that's the longest that I've ever, I think from the age of five, that's the longest that I've ever been off a bike. Um, so I think it, on one hand it was quite scary because I thought, God, I've, you know, I've not done a huge amount of training and am I going to be any good? And is this going to be a really hard comeback? But yeah, I think when you think that, when you know I thought that was it for me with cycling I didn't think I was going to race again I didn't think I was going to do it again so to get that opportunity and, and to be back racing was really nice and yeah I, I really enjoyed that race. And tell me about switching your allegiance to Ireland at the end of 2019. Yeah um, yeah so my my family are Irish um, I have an Irish passport um, so yeah I, I had the opportunity to, to, to race for Ireland and and it seemed like the right thing for me at the time. Um, so, yeah, I, I changed my UCI code to, to Ireland and then I went to Dublin and um, that was a, a, the Dublin Grand Prix and that, that was a class one event and I got second in, in the the Omnium there. Um, and then, yeah, I just sent I sent an email and kind of said, you know, I've I've got an Irish UCI code and, and this is and I've come second in the class to Omnium, you know, is there an opportunity for me to, to get a chance? Um and they said yeah and they they offered me a trial in Mallorca. So then yeah, I came out here and and had a go and, and went on a camp and then yeah, that's been it really. I've been on the programme ever since and, and and racing for Ireland since then. How did it feel to represent Ireland for the first time at the London six day event? Um, yeah, I think that was it was really special for me. I think, you know, like I said, my family's from from Ireland and then to get to to pull on in a sense an Irish jersey for the first time and, and to race with an Irish teammate um was really cool. And I think just to be back at that level and, and racing at that level when I kind of didn't think I would was was really special. You ended your year with a series of World Cups on the track. How did they go for you? Yeah, I think um, that year there was six World Cups um, and I and I did all six. And I think, again, you know, I'd been away from racing for a bit and, yeah, they, they progressively got better. You know, the first one was in Minsk and it went pretty badly. I remember just being like, oh, my God, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. I'm, I'm nowhere near. Um, and then I went to Glasgow and then I did a really big trip where I did Hong Kong, New Zealand, Australia. And then, yeah, in the new year, in January, I went to Canada and, yeah, won a bronze. So, yeah, it was a lot of travelling, a lot of time flying, but, yeah, I just got I got better through the season and, and ended it with a medal. Do you think you really wanted to get the enjoyment out of getting back into racing in the World Cups at that time? Yeah, I think it was difficult first because, you know, I'd been away and, and it was quite hard and I kind of thought, God, am I ever... Am I ever going to be back to winning medals? Um, but also, I think when you, I can't, you know, I thought I'd never, I'd never be back racing again. So to get that second chance, to get that opportunity to, to go back to to World Cups and and to be there and to be racing and and at the end to be competitive. Um, yeah, I think I think maybe I I took stuff like that maybe for granted. You know, I just before that, you know, I'd always been on the on a program and I'd just always gone to World Cups and. Yeah, I think when that's like taken away from you a bit and then and then you get the opportunity to go, it just, yeah, it felt pretty, pretty amazing. I just, yeah, I think I, I, when I won the medal in Canada, I remember just bursting into tears and I remember the, the guy commentating said, oh, I don't know if she's crying because she's happy or because she's sad, but yeah, I think, well, I mean, obviously it was just really happy. And kind of, I never thought I'd be back at a World Cup, let alone winning a medal and an omnium so yeah. yeah I was just really happy and I was really happy to be back and to be competitive again. At the start of 2020 you headed out to Canada with Team Ireland it's pretty crazy to think how things have changed after that we went into lockdown in March um, whereabouts in the world were you then and how did it affect you? Yeah so remember flying out to Canada and um um and just kind of starting to hear about COVID. And, and I remember we were obviously, obviously on a long haul flight. And I think a couple of cases were in, were in Canada. And I remember, you know, everyone joking about it and, and being like, oh, this is, imagine if we catch this, this COVID or, or whatever. And, um, and then I came, I came back and then, and then I was in Mallorca and, 
uh, I couldn't race world champs that year. So the team had just been to Berlin to race the world champs. And then we were back in Mallorca, get, you know, we'd qualified the spot for the Olympics and, and it was for gas for the Olympics and we were, we were here to train. And then, yeah, I just remember everything beginning to shut down and thinking, you know, what's going on and how long is this going to last? And I need to train for the Olympics. So, yeah, I think when everything shut down, I was in I was in Mallorca and kind of had no idea what it what it was going to become, really. Did you then travel back to the UK? No. So, I mean, at the time, uh, I think I was obviously in Spain, so they were one of the first to go back into lockdown. Um, and at first, I think we went into lockdown and they said, oh, it's two weeks. And at, at the time, I thought, well, the Olympics are still on. We're only going to be inside for two weeks. Um, I'm going to stay here. I've got the gym. You know, I'll, I'll do the two weeks. I'll carry on training, and then and then I'll I'll be here to train, train for the Olympics. Um, so yeah, I, I stayed here to begin with, um, thinking thinking that it would be two weeks. But obviously, it wasn't. <laughs> Did you find it hard to stay motivated during lockdown? Yeah. So. Like you know, like I said, I stayed in I stayed in Mallorca and um in in Spain the lockdown measures were really really tough. So you weren't allowed to exercise outside. Um, you were only allowed to go to the shop. Um, so at that time I was living on a in a third third floor apartment with with no garden or anything. Um, and yeah, I think for the first month or so, you know, I, I still had motivation because the Olympic Games were on and, and it was, you know, I've got to train at all costs because the Olympics on and and I think I had a Watt bike and I was doing three hours a day on the Watt bike and I was obviously really motivated. Um, and then the Olympics got cancelled um, and that was, I guess, yeah, I think that was a really difficult time because I was away from my family. The Olympics were cancelled. They were postponed by a year. You know, it was another year away. Um, and uh, I tried to book a flight home. My flights got cancelled. Um, I got stuck in Spain for four months. Most of that, we were locked in. I think for two and a half months, we were locked in the apartment. Couldn't couldn't go outside. Um, yeah, but I think I think. I just, I don't, I'm not sure if it's motivation, but I think I use cycling as as something to to get me through the days. So, you know, waking up and, and going on my walk bike and and doing some activity. You know, just just got got me through the days really. And and you know, I wasn't with my family, so it was a really really tough time to kind of just be stuck here and not not be at home and not not be around my loved ones. So. Yeah, I, I had actually I had a really big training block. I was just on the watt bike every day for, for two and a half months. And then, yeah, then Spain relaxed it and we were allowed to, to go out on the bike. And it was, yeah, it was just the most amazing feeling, like just being outside for the first time after after so many months stuck indoors. So, yeah, I, I trained all the way through it, but it was probably more just keeping myself sane more than, more than training. Just hearing you say about how you couldn't, exercise outside I I think that would be so tough for me I'd really struggle like just once I do like an hour and a half on Swift or whatever I just I'm wrecked I don't know how you you must have found it hard to try and keep up with the the consistent training throughout the time yeah I think it you know it was really tough you know like yeah I mean I don't I don't enjoy being on a turbo you know I always the bit I love about cycling is is being outside and you know feeling the wind and, and being able to ride and see the scenery and all that kind of stuff and yeah just to be sat in my living room on a what bike was wasn't fun but yeah I think I think in that situation when when yeah you've got nothing else to do and 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 no you know not to go outside I think I think it would have been yeah maybe it would have been easy just to have got into a, a pattern of just like sitting sitting on the sofa and doing nothing but yeah just being able to ride just really really gave me something like you know a purpose in my day and, and something to do and um, it wasn't that long after track worlds so I think you know I'd get sit the walk bike up and I'd put track worlds on the tv and you know I'd watch the omnium or I'd sit and watch the tp and, and that kept me going and then if I had a long one like three hours I'd have like 
a fake coffee stop and after <laughs> and get off and, and make myself a coffee and, and sit there with the coffee so yeah it wasn't easy I think you know just the every day we sat there staring at a wall or, or watching but yeah I, I don't think I don't think I would have got through that many months if I if I couldn't have ridden a bike at all so yeah it was tough but it definitely it definitely helped the days pass by I think <laughs> Tell me about how it felt to be selected to represent Ireland at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Yeah, I mean, just just incredible. I think you know, you know, I'm stuck in Spain, and then I think, I think you know, when you're preparing for Olympic Games, that you know, in your head you have it's you know, it's it's this amount of months, and you know, and then it's the Olympics, and then to have it postponed a year, and then. You know the selection obviously then changed because it was a year later and and yeah I think it was quite a difficult time because you had to I had to go through trials again and, and prove that I was ready and that I was I was worthy of the spot um and then yeah it being a year later and yeah I just I remember getting the email and and just burst into tears and and just rang my parents and you know and said you know I've I've done it and yeah you know I started cycling at five because wanted to go to the Olympic Games so you know to 20 20 years later to, to finally get the call that you're going to the Olympic Games was yeah pretty special I'd say. First up you had the Madison what was it like to be at the Olympics and how did the event go? Yeah I think the Olympic Games was was incredible but it was also really strange you know it was there was a load of Covid measures um, there was no crowd really. I think there was a few local spectators, but you know, no one's families there. There was no crowd. Um, we were tested every day, um, so it was it was just a completely different experience. To think, you know, to what I think it it would have been. Um, yeah, to I think you know to finally get to race, and you know, once you've competed, you can you can call yourself an Olympian is, is pretty special, but. Yeah, it wasn't the best of races. My my teammate crashed, um, and it didn't it didn't end the way that I think we wanted or, or what we'd worked for. But so that was disappointing. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I got I got to race the Olympics and, and to become an Olympian. So yeah, that part was special. But yeah, the the race didn't turn out the way we'd we'd have hoped. So. A couple of days later in the Omnium, you were involved in a nasty crash in the scratch race. Managed to carry on with the other events, getting 13th in the tempo race, followed by 9th in the elimination and 14th in the points race. You finished 13th overall. How hard was it to carry on after the scratch race? Yeah, I mean, really hard and then and also not not hard at all, I guess, in a way. Um yeah, like I said, Omnium is is my favourite event. It's, it's the one that I, I wanted to race at the Olympic Games. So to get that opportunity was huge. And and I just remember, you know, the, the scratch race is, is, you know, it's all it's all tactical and, and positioning. And, and I'd worked really hard over the, like the year before of like of getting this tactically right. And then I remember with one lap to go, like I came around the outside and I remember thinking in my head, like, oh my God, I've nailed it. Like, this is it I've I've done the perfect finish you know I'm, I'm coming around the outside and then and the next minute I just remember like flying through the air and and then just hit in the deck and I couldn't breathe and just felt awful and then and then you know I, I got off the rollers and just burst into tears because it was like you know again it just gone wrong um so, you know, I was pretty, I had pretty bad burns and I was pretty beat up and I was winded and I think I smacked my head quite badly. So they were kind of quite worried I had concussions so I had to have all the concussion tests to to say that I was um, okay to compete. But yeah, I think at that point I was just like, no, no, you know, once I knew the concussion test was okay, I was just like, there's, there's no way that I'm, I'm not finishing this Omnium. You know, I'm at the Olympic Games, like whether I come last, <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not giving up you know I've I've done everything to be here I'm I'm going to finish it so yeah I think when you've been in a crash like that it's quite it's quite hard you know I was, I was quite beat up it, I was never going to race in the way that I'd hoped or planned to but yeah I just was there was no way I wasn't 
wasn't not finished in that race that day. So yeah, I got my way through it, but probably wasn't the best result. So. <laughs> You're back to Mallorca for some more training before heading out to the European Champs in Switzerland. You and the team won a bronze medal for Ireland in the team pursuit. Can you tell me about that race and how that result felt? Yeah, um, I think at first, I think when I kind of the Olympics went wrong, I kind of came off the track straight away and I was like, that's it. You know, I'm going to Europeans and Worlds because the season's kind of gone wrong. <laughs> and then, yeah, then I came I came out to Mallorca and um, obviously because I've been focusing on the Olympics and we hadn't qualified team pursuit, I, I'd not done team pursuit in, in a long time, you know, a good few years. So, yeah, it was... Um, it was a bit of a shock to the system being back in the TP and, and remembering how to do it and the standing start and how it feels and everything. So, yeah, it, it felt quite hard at first. Um, and then we went to Euros in Grenchen and I think, yeah, we set the third best time and then got the first round and then and then got to the bronze final. And I think, yeah, we were all just... It's the first time the team had been in, in a medal ride-off and we were just, you know... We just had to do everything to win that medal. So, yeah, we put together, I think, a really good ride in the final and, and ended up winning bronze. And it was, it's, um, yeah, Ireland's first medal, European medal in, in a team pursuit ever. Um, so, yeah, to do that and to make a bit of history was was really cool. And to be back in the team pursuit and racing and, yeah, off the back of not having a very good um very good Olympic Games it was it was really nice to get a medal at Europeans and, and to do it in the team pursuit. You followed that with a fifth in the team pursuit at Worlds before the new track series started in November the track champions league uh, there were four events in total Mallorca, Lithuania and two nights in London how did the series go for you and did you enjoy the format? Yeah, I think um, I think it was quite difficult. Obviously, I'd finished the input games and then I'd carried on to Worlds and then probably could do with a break, but um, I got the opportunity to race Champions League. And I think, you know, I think for me, you know, I love cycling and I'm a big, I mean, you know, I race track cycling, but I'm also a big a big fan of track cycling. And like I said, I've loved watching it evolve. Um so to be part of something like the Champions League and, and to see where they're trying to take track cycling um, was, was really cool. And I love being part of it and you know, to be sat there and to see all the kind of the lights and, and the theatre that they do before the racing starts and, and just see track cycling and kind of in a new light was was really cool. You know, I think physically I maybe wasn't in, I wasn't in the best place, you know, it'd been a long season and then off the back of my crash at the Olympics, it being quite tough, but yeah, I had some good results there. I think I ended up finishing in the top 10, but I just really enjoyed, I think, being part of it and just, yeah, I mean, you know, it, the riders are picked from the world champs, so it is the best riders in the world and to be a part of it and, and to see the racing and, and how they kind of changed track cycling and made it this really cool show was yeah I, I really enjoyed being part of it. You finished the year with the track cycling challenge at the Tissot Velodrome. You came away with second in the scratch race, second in the Omnium and third in the points race. How did it feel to end 2021 like that? Yeah I think it you know it felt really good I think um, yeah like I said I'd had a bit of a difficult year and and I think by that point in the year, I, you know, I was quite tired. I kind of hadn't had a break and I was, you know, just, just still going. I'm not sure what I was running on, but, um, but yeah, to go, to go there and, and, you know, it's a really tough race. There's a lot of good people that go there and to feel good and, yeah, to podium in three races. Yeah, good. I think it was just probably nice just to end the year on, on a good result, kind of then just remembering the not so good bit so yeah it was a nice way to finish the year so we're now in 2022 and you spent your birthday this year racing a road stage race for team Ireland. can you tell me about this race yeah so um i got to do the rosnamon um which is the irish women's stage race um yeah i think through my my break from cycling um and then 
then COVID and lockdown and, and then getting ready for the Olympics. Um, I kind of had stepped away from road racing and I hadn't done it in a very long time. Um, so, yeah, it was my first road race, I think in about four years, three or four years. Um, but, yeah, I got to do the Ross with the Irish team and and as a team, yeah, we got two two stage wins, um, Lara and two stages. And yeah, it was just really nice to, to race for Ireland on the road, to be a part of the team and to get to race around Kilkenny and Ireland and to be back on the road. And yeah, it took me, I think the first few days I was awful. I just stayed at the back of the bunch and I was so scared of anyone pulling their brakes or anything. And it was chucking it down with rain, like, the most ridiculous rain I've ever seen in my life. And I just remember thinking like, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever done. Why why have I why have I come back to road racing? But um I think yeah, every day I got better and, and by the last kind of two two days I felt really good and really confident back in the bunch. So no, I, I really enjoyed it and it was just it was just nice to yeah to get to race in Ireland and to get to race in the Irish jersey and yeah to do, see the team do so well. So most recently on the track, you've been racing the Track Champions League. The first round was in Mallorca, and you did the scratch, the points, and the elimination race. And at round three, most recently, you raced the elimination and scratch. How are you enjoying the uh, series so far? Yeah, it's um, it's really fun. It's um, it's a really it's a really strong field this year. You know, there's Katie Archibald, Jennifer Valente. You know, it's, uh, Laura Kenny. It's really strong field but um yeah it's just nice I think to to raise my bike in you know normally it's at world championships or it's a nation's cup which you know is all points and qualifies you and, and there's quite a lot of pressure on getting a result um, and qualifying you for the next event so it's just to kind of race and bunch races and kind of not feel too much pressure and um, yeah, it's just it's just a really cool event to be part of. Like I said, you know, all the all the lights and the crowd and, and everyone really enjoys being there and racing. It's um yeah, I just took a break before I did it and it's um it's some it's really tough fast racing. So yeah, physically it's not been the nicest thing in the world, but um yeah, again, I think to qualify a spot again for you know a race that's got the best riders in the world in is um yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's it's you know I've been part of both of them now, so that's pretty pretty special. But um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's in London this weekend, so my family are coming to watch. So that'll be really nice. You know, I really like it when they they get to come and see race, not just on TV. So yeah, I think it'll be a really cool, a really good finale. And I think a lot of the points for the overall are really close. So. Yeah, the London crowd's always the best. They're always, always sold out and they're always the loudest. So I really like, yeah, ending it in London. What races do you have coming up other than that one? Um, so that's it for the rest of the year. Um, and then Olympic qualifying starts. So um, we have Europeans in February in Grenchen, Switzerland again. And I start next three nations cups so um they're in jakarta indonesia uh, uh cairo egypt and milton canada so i've got a lot of traveling coming up and a lot of track races so it's going to be like quite a heavy start to the to the year you know a lot a lot of racing and then yeah i'll head head to the road then start road racing so yeah nothing for the rest of the year but then yeah quite a big they're all points qualifiers for the Olympics, so quite a tough, busy start to my year. You've mentioned quite a lot of different places around the world. Do you think it's good that a lot of disciplines are now sort of spreading to racing in lots of different countries that they wouldn't have before? Yeah, definitely. I think one of you know one of the best parts of being a cyclist is some of the you know the incredible places in the world I've, I've been and I think in in all these countries you know all the fans are, are different and, and just experiencing different cultures and, and different fans and you know like like I said like the Colombian fans are just incredible and I've never heard noise like it and yeah I've just I've just been to some you know insane places in the world that I probably never would have been to and and you know taking you know track cycling or road cycling or whoever going to different parts of the world and I think is, is is really cool and you know all over the world again to see our sport so 
You recently announced that you'll be racing for Loughborough Lightning Road and Track team. Are you looking forward to representing them? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, like I said, I, I've kind of taken a step back from the road for the past couple of years. So I'm really, you know, I'm really excited to be part of Loughborough Lightning. I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a great group of girls who are, who are really motivated and I think I really enjoy racing with. And I think I've not racing in a long time, so just being back, you know, at the Tour Series and the National Crit Series and National Road Series and all that and just being back racing will be really exciting and, and Loughborough have, you know, a really incredible setup and um, all the facilities at, at Loughborough University are just some of the best in the world, you know, they're like, they're world class so to get that support from them and then to be able to race on the road with them I think is um, yeah, it's really exciting and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get started with the road season. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Um, I think in, yeah, I think in five years' time, I think I see myself as retired. <laughs> um, yeah, I've done this for quite a long time. So I think for me, um, I think I'll I'll have stepped away from the sport, but um, I'd really like to be a performance lifestyle advisor. Um, so I'd really like to, to stay in sport and, and help athletes with probably more the kind of the more holistic side of of sport so yeah I'd, I'd like to be a, a performance lifestyle advisor oh. I mean still riding my bike but yeah probably not not racing anymore <laughs> what's your favorite race you've ever done favorite race I've ever done is I guess quite tough really I think I I enjoyed being part of I raced Het Newsblad um so that's obviously one of the road classics um yeah I think I I I've watched racing my whole life and I've watched all the classics. So I think to be part of a classic, you know, one of the classics was was pretty was pretty special, yeah. I think I was, I was most excited about getting to race that. What's a race you haven't done yet that you'd really like to do? Race that I haven't done. Um, this is a tough question. I've done quite a lot, I'm not sure. I think it's sure. a bit it's a bit more tricky for track riders yeah I mean I guess for track wise I think I've pretty much I've been around quite a while so I've pretty much done every you know I've done Commonwealth Games Olympics Worlds I've done everything um I mean I'm never gonna race it but um yeah I think being part of the Women's Tour de France is probably if I could pick a race to do I'd love to do the Women's Tour de France because I think that's a pretty um well one of the biggest races and I think for women to get one's pretty well, deserved, but you know, pretty special. So yeah, I'd probably choose the women's tour de France. Who's your favourite current rider? Favourite current rider? Yeah, I guess on the road, I mean, it's not female, but um, I guess probably out of everyone, I think I'd say probably say Wout Van Aert. Um, I just, yeah, I just enjoy, I really enjoy watching him race. You know, I just think he's just a really cool bike rider and he can do so much over so many disciplines and, and I think it's just really exciting when you watch him on the road. Um, yeah, just to watch him race. So, yeah, I probably probably enjoy watching him race mm. the most. Who's your favourite rider of all time? My favourite rider of all time. Um, I'm probably going to have to say so. Um, so when I start, the reason I started riding was because um, my dad, my dad did a bit of mountain biking. One day he brought back a uh, a magazine and the then Olympic female mountain bike champion a woman called Paolo Pezzo. Um, and she raced in pink and purple leopard print kit. <laughs> and I was five and my favourite colour was pink. So I said to my dad, uh, I want to be a cyclist and I want to go to the Olympic Games. Um so that's how I got to cycling. So I guess I'd have to say her, Paola Pezzo, because, yeah, without her racing in pink kit, um, I'd never be a cyclist. I'd never have gone to the Olympic Games. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be here having this conversation now. So, um, yeah, I guess I'd have to say her because if it wasn't her, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. So probably owe it to her. So, <laughs> What's your advice for young riders? I think from from my career and everything I've learned and, and things that I would do different. I think I think the one piece of advice that I would definitely give to myself growing up and and I probably give to young riders is um, 
just to keep a really balanced life. Um, I think sometimes, you know, I definitely did it. I just, I just wanted to be a cyclist and that was it. And I didn't ever think about anything else. I think that kind of made my career at times quite difficult because it was like, well, there's nothing else in life that I enjoy and nothing else to do. So, so cycling has to work. Um, and when you're injured or when you're not going very well or when things are tough, I think that's a really difficult place to be in because it's kind of like, well, I've only had cycling, so 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 that's it. So, yeah, I think my biggest learning was was starting university and 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 having something else in my life and and enjoying other things and and having other interests and. I think it's made me a better athlete because I just have have balance in my life and and if if things aren't going that well on the bike, you know, I've got other things to do and other things I enjoy and I can't think about the bike too much because I've got an essay that's due that I need to write. So yeah, I think you people can best when when you know it's not just all about the bike and you have other things to enjoy and, and to occupy you and you know. I guess I I have university and stuff, but you know it doesn't have to be that. It's just I think something that yeah, just you can take your mind off and and enjoy doing, especially if if you know you want to do it full time and you want to be a professional athlete. So you've got five minutes before you head down to the start of a race. What's on your playlist to get you motivated? Um, I wouldn't really listen to motivational music. I think I think I just I quite like. Quite enjoy seventies and eighties music, and I guess at the moment I quite enjoy listening to Beyonce. Before for some reason, um, yeah, I just enjoy something that I can that just like keeps me happy and I can sing along to and, and just enjoy listening to when I'm on the roller. So I don't get too nervous or mm-hmm. or worry about too much. You know, I can just enjoy my warm up and then and then get serious when when I need to head on the track. Thanks so much for sharing your cycling life story with me, Emily. Thank you for having me. I hope you liked this episode. Massive thank you to Emily for being on and good luck to her in her upcoming events. See you on the bike.